In the name of Jesus, Lord, we seek your face. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this morning, thanking you, O oh God, for your great grace. Your grace is sufficient, O oh God. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. Teach us how to know you, O oh God, and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Oh, God, help us to understand that as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Lord, continue, Lord, to make sons and daughters out of your people. Father, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for your goodness, your great grace, your tender mercies. Lord, continue to guide us and lead us, sustain us, hold us, mold us, make us. My God, we depend on you. Oh, we trust in you. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Father, we thank you. Thank you, O God. Send your anointing, O God. Send your anointing up on your people. Send your anointing, my God, upon this holy nation. This royal priesthood, my God, this nation of kings and priests. Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen <coughs> and amen. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's so good to be back with you. We thank and praise God for you and your patience, your indulgence. As we are led by the Spirit, amen, him confirming it. Amen. We weren't on yesterday in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is uh, Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. And this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. We are in the book of Acts, studying the book of Acts. And we are now up to chapter 16. Our topic today, Forbidden of the Holy Ghost, to preach the word in Asia. Let's jump right into it. In Acts chapter 14, we read where God in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. So there was a time when the Lord had allowed all nations to walk in their own ways, doing what they felt was right in their own eyes. Every man did that which 
he felt or she felt was right in her own eyes and god had in the past allowed all nations to walk in their own ways jesus came the prophets came the prophets came and spoke for the fathers in israel they prophesied to them jesus came he came unto his own he came to that generation in which he walked and he spoke to them he instructed his disciples not to go in the way of the gentiles nor into any cities of the samaritans they should not enter so god in times past had suffered all nations to walk in their own ways nevertheless he left not himself without witness but the time came when jesus yes he brought the new covenant the new covenant was now ratified with the blood of jesus christ and he had sent his disciples into all the world to teach all nations we're going to jump right into acts chapter 16. the word says then came he to derby and lystra and behold a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium, and him would Paul have to go forth with him, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. What do we see here? We see in Acts chapter 16 that Paul arrived in Derby and Lystra. Two cities, yes, he came there and encountered a disciple named Timotheus. It is apparent that the word of God had gotten to Derby and Lystra before Paul got there. And there were believers there. There were people who believe in the Lord. Yes, People were there because many were going for telling the good news of Jesus Christ. And in Derby and Lystra, Paul encountered a disciple named Timotheus, whose mother was a Jewess and his father a Greek. He had a good report of them that were without, of the brethren also at Lystra and Iconium, and Paul desired and took him to go forth with him. He would now become a companion of Paul on his journeys in the ministry. But Paul took him and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. Now it must be understood that circumcision was a covenant between Abraham and his descendants and God. And Timothy, his mother, was a Jew, so therefore Paul took him, had him circumcised, but his father was a Greek, and Paul was under pressure from the Jews to follow the customs, the rules, the regulations that were laid out according to the laws of Moses. So Paul had Timothy circumcised, and they went forth. And they went to the various cities and delivered them the decrees 
for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So what do we have? We have the apostles and elders that were at Jerusalem with the teachings that they received from Jesus Christ. They gave those teachings to the others who took it and went forth. The people on the day of Pentecost that were gathered received one message and some of them believed and went forth. Some mocked, some were scoffers, but they were only there for one message. But there is a progression in edifying. There was a progression in edifying the church and this came through the apostles. So the apostles delivered to Paul and Timothy and the rest of them the decrees, the things that were ordained of the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So they gave them the apostles' doctrine that as they go forth, they might teach. There was no other church. Some had gone out from the teachings of the apostles we see where Simon wanted to buy the privilege of being like the apostles and different individuals we saw who had a form of godliness but wanted it to be on their terms and they had begun to attack Peter and Paul and the different ones that they might continue their traditions in the church. But Jesus built one church and it was the church that was instructed by the apostles whom Jesus taught. So Paul and Timotheus and Luke and the rest of them received the decrees from the apostles at Jerusalem and they went forth from city to city and delivered those things to the believers they encountered and to the churches they established. And so were the churches establishing the faith. The churches now were establishing the faith. There was one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It is just one church. There were others who had gone off on their own. There were different religions we saw where God had allowed the various nations to walk in their own ways. There were different the priests of Jupiter, the priests of Median, all the idol worshippers, they still existed. But here now, God was sending out his chosen, his apostles into the old world that they might deliver the decrees that are to be kept by the world. So the churches of Jesus Christ were established in the doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is the apostles' doctrine, and increased in number daily. The word says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mycenae, they assayed, desired to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. There are times when the Holy Ghost will restrain you from preaching in certain areas to certain individuals and you have to be obedient to the Spirit. I've seen so many posts, so many things written online where people just go and preach no matter what. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God 
are the sons of God. And yes, the spirit of Jesus Christ will forbid you to preach in certain places at certain times. And you in wisdom must understand and be led by the spirit and be restrained by the spirit. Yesterday, we were basically all set to broadcast, and uh, when we came, we started having some technical difficulties, and uh, I was okay, trying my best to resolve them, a desire to come on later. But the Spirit caused me to know, you see, the message that you're going to preach, you're going to preach tomorrow, about being restrained about being forbidden to go forward. So you have to have an understanding of what the Lord is doing. So he caused us not to be able to preach yesterday, not to be able to present a message that I might get a better understanding of what this message is saying. It says, now when they had gone to Phrygia, they were preaching, they were teaching, they were saying what God would have them to say there came a time when they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. There will come times in our ministry, in our walk, when the Holy Spirit will cause circumstances to arise, situations to come up that will prevent you from preaching the gospel like you've always done. We are basically in a similar situation where we have individuals who used to preach from physical locations are not able to go to those locations and preach. And I see so many criticisms, so many harsh words on both sides going back and forth. And it tells me that men have gone off in their own ways. They have begun to do these things independently of being led by the Spirit of God. And that was one of the reasons the Lord caused me to get a better understanding of the apostles not being able to preach in Asia. Verse 6. Now when they had gone to Phrygia, the disciples, the apostles, the brethren, had gone to Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach a word in Asia. There are times when the Holy Ghost will forbid you, prevent you, cause you not to be able to preach in certain areas, localities, and at certain times. And after they were come to Mycenae, they assayed, they wanted to, desire to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. There are, t there are times when the Spirit will not allow you to go into certain places. Come on, beloved. If we are going to be messengers of the Lord, we have to carry His message at in his time, at his direction. But many have gone off on their own. Many have gone off in their own because of fundraising, because they have gotten themselves to the place now where they just pick two verses and begin to expound on that. And they have their head knowledge and such like, and they begin to do things and they say, oh, that's the Lord. But they fail to realize that the Lord... They say would never stop anybody from preaching his word. He just did. He forbade the apostles from preaching the word in Asia. Folk talk all kind of stuff. But you have to know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering.
The word says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach a word in Asia, after they come to Mycenae, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Many of us are at home. The government has said that people should stay in. And the word of God also tells us to obey every ordinance of men. That don't say you can't preach. But if you deliberately go and disobey the ordinance when they ask you to stay in and you go and you open up the buildings and have large gatherings and you get arrested, you're outside of God's will. Because he told you to obey them that have the rule over you. He told them that he told us that rulers are not a terror to good works. But we must be obedient. Jesus being found in fashion as a man. He was obedient. Being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. Sometimes your pride. Sometimes you've always done the thing that you want. And call the name of Jesus. Sprinkle a little Jesus on it. So that you can do whatever you want. Not being led by the Lord. And it has gotten you to the place now where you don't even want to obey the dictates of the Spirit of God. After they were come to Mycenae, they desired to go into Bithynia. Many preachers and teachers desire to have the church congregate for whatever reason. But the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing to Mycenae, came to Troas. And in a vision appeared... And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. So Paul had a vision. He saw a vision where a man of Macedonia appeared asking that they come over into Macedonia and help. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. Now if you notice that word we, verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. That we tells us that Luke, the writer of this letter, the writer of Acts, was with the company. After he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored. It's inclusive of the writer. We endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for the Lord had called us for to preach a gospel unto them. So whereas they were forbidden from preaching in Asia, the Lord called them to preach into Macedonia, to preach a gospel there. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came in a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. So they left Mycenae, came down to Troas, saw the vision, loose from Troas, came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis. And from there they went to Philippi, which is like the capital city, which was the capital city of Macedonia. It was also a colony. And they that and there they abided certain days. And then on a Sabbath day, they went out of the city by a riverside. One more time. 
verse 13. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. It's important to understand that the apostles, they went to the city, and on the Sabbath day, they went out of the city by a river. Beloved, you can preach a gospel anywhere. The church can gather anywhere. We have a two or three are gathered together, touching and agreeing the Lord is in the midst. Don't be deceived by men calling buildings churches. You've seen it now. The Lord gave a clear demonstration of what the church is. Buildings are closed, but the church is open for the king's business. The buildings are closed. The beautiful temples, all these stones, magnificent buildings, they're closed. But the temple of God is open. God dwelleth not in temples made by hands. We've been speaking to you for many months telling you that the buildings are not the church. We warned you, we told you that you should lose the people of God. Some of you heeded, some of you didn't. And then the Lord loosed all his people. He took them from under your control and he set them free. You shook the hands of many. You gave them the right hands of fellowship and you bound them, telling them they can't do a thing without you. Now you're confined yourself. God set his people free. Things will never be the same because men and women are now understanding the mission, the mission of the church. So from thence, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia and the next day to Neapolis. So they were now going from place to place, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. They came to Philippi, the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony. And they were abiding there. They went down by the river where prayer was wont to be made. You can pray anywhere, beloved. You can pray in the streets. You can pray by the river. You can pray in the park. You can pray in your walk. You can pray while you are on your journey, headed wherever. You can witness. Tell people about the goodness of Jesus. Speak to them as you go. You don't have to be dressed up in a broad hat and a long frock. This salvation is about your daily activities. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ. So you have now found the liberty of Jesus Christ. Paul said he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ, yet he was free. You might be restricted to your houses, but when the time comes when you go shopping to the supermarket, to the drugstore, to the doctor, wherever you have to go, you tell those you meet, you speak to those you see, tell them about the goodness of Jesus. He's coming again. He is salvation. You tell them that neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now the words and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us. So when they went down by the river, a certain woman heard them 
whose heart the Lord opened. The Lord opened her heart that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. The Lord will open the hearts of individuals. You just have to tell them. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there, and she constrained us. We must remember that the early church went from house to house. They had services in a park. They had services by the river. They had services in homes. They had services in the streets. They worshipped God neither in the mountains of Samaria nor at Jerusalem, but they worshipped God in spirit and in truth. Whenever any individual is forcing you to worship God in some building because that's his dream of having control over a certain area or over a certain locality, you understand that you're being put in bondage. But these men and women, wherever they went, they preach a word and she constrained them to come into her house. You might be confined at home, you and your family, have your family devotions. Have your family get together. For if a man can't rule his own house, you can't get them to come to the building. If you can't rule your whole, how are you going to rule the church? Practice at home. Practice getting your family together for family devotion, for prayer, for the word of God, and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Utilize the technology that exists and worship the Lord. This is not about worshiping where you can't get an offering. If you can't get an offering, you can't worship. But you must be able to worship the Lord in full liberty. She constrained them to come into your house. Verse 16. And it came to pass as we went, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. There are many evening churches who they call people and they, so to speak, say they go give them a word. Divination. The Bible says if there be any sick among you, let him call. The individual that is sick must call for mm -hmm. the elders of the church and they will anoint him with oil and pray over him and the prayer of faith shall save him. Now, these individuals have twisted the word of God where they get up and say, Oh, all those in need of prayer come. Beloved, help me to find that in the word. I don't see that in the word. I don't see where the apostles and Jesus and the rest of them go about asking people if they need prayer to come. No, the hearts of the individuals are open and if they need prayer, if any is sick or in need of prayer, they should call folk. Oh, they have a big prayer line and they exalt themselves and give a word here and prophesy there. And the people have gotten so used to it that it has become the norm. But that's not the word of God. Show me, help me find it. With the disciples and the apostles and the different individuals went around asking people if they need prayer to come. I don't see that. I, I haven't seen it. Help me to find it. Post it. Show me where it is. What I see is that if there is any sick, those who are sick must call for the elders of the church. So you're calling a great big prayer line and you're up there putting your hand on people, pushing down some people, carrying on and all that kind of stuff. That's in your flesh. 
you've gotten so used to it. You've gotten to be the star of that show. And people, because they're not reading the word, have adapted themselves to those things. You, by your traditions, have made the word of God of none effect. Instead of teaching the people the word, you are teaching them your traditions. Fables, old wives' tale. Come back to the word. It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. You got a whole bunch of women running around here about prophet this and prophet that and prophecy this and prophecy that filled with the spirit of divination. A whole bunch of them running around with spirit of divination, raising funds for divination and off divination, which is what this woman was being used to do. It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. Oh, what she tell me was true. So what? The witch of Endor brought up Samuel. Not because somebody tell you a truth means that you should adhere to it, accept it. You have to understand the source. It came to pass as we went to prayer. We were going up to pray. A damsel possessed, possessed with that spirit of divination. They're looking in the liver. They're reading the tea leaves. They're reading the cards. They're practicing divination, which God hate. And it brings them much gain. This is how they live. They get by. By divination. The same followed Paul and us. And cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. What she said was true. What she said was right. But it was still a spirit of divination. Evil spirits, demons, knew Jesus Christ. They said, Lord, art thou come to tempt us before our time? Because they see in the spirit. In the spirit. Our spirits are Enclosed and case in our flesh. The flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So they can see in the spirit. There are some that the Lord have given the spirit of discernment. Who, in truth, will speak to us as the Lord lead. But she followed Paul and the rest of them, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. But she was with a spirit of divination. Why? Because she was being used for gain, number one. Because it was not the spirit of Christ, but it was another spirit. It was a familiar spirit. And she did that for many days, walking around. These men are the servants of the Most High God. These men, you see people going around all over the places with their kind of stuff, their spirit of divination, doing that stuff to raise funds. This is what this woman was doing. The same followed Paul and us, crying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. And this she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, Paul turned and said to the Spirit, just like Jesus spoke to the Spirit of Satan that wanted to manipulate circumstances, telling him not to go to the cross, Paul turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. We got to cast out some of the, these spirits of divination that come in our midst. But we got to be wise. Got to be careful. We can't hurt the individual because we're casting out the spirit. 
we have to, with the name of Jesus and through his authority, command those spirits to go out. But many have grieved individuals because of their approach. So Paul spoke, I command in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And that spirit came out the same hour. It was a spirit of gain. You want to know what kind of spirit it is? You see people run around prophesy. Look at what they're getting out of it. You just look and if you see they have a side business on it. Then you know it's a spirit of divination. It's a spirit for gain. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone. You see these individuals when they see that oh you're threatening their hope of gain, their finances. When you say, no, 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 no. It's not about your finances. It's about the name of Jesus. They get angry. They fill with wrath. When her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men, being Jews, do trouble our city exceedingly. They grabbed Paul. And Silas brought them to the rulers, brought them to the magistrates, <coughs> saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. They're damaging the economy. They're damaging the settings. They're turning the operations and the customs upside down. When you are true preacher, when you're a true teacher, a true apostle of Jesus, men going to be upset with you because you're going to tell them the word of God and what they have done to the green tree, they're going to try to do to you. Listen to what they said. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. God had previously allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. But now he had sent apostles, prophets, and different individuals to teach them the way of truth. And the way of truth came into conflict with the ways that men operated because every man was doing that which was right in their own eyes. And we see the same thing in the churches all around us where everyone does what is right in their own eyes. And when you teach the things of God, the apostles' doctrine, it comes into conflict and they don't want to accept it. So they said Paul and Silas were teaching customs which were not lawful for them to receive, they said, being Romans. And they claimed that Paul and Silas and the rest of them were Jews. Because Jesus had come to the Jews and he had taught the Jews and they were not permitted to mingle. But then Jesus sent them into all the world. God sent the men of God into the whole world because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But they rejected it. Verse 22 says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. So the people turned against them. The people were under the control, the spell of the individuals that were in charge of the city, that were in charge of the religion, the priests of Jupiter, the priests of Median, and all the other Catholic with a common sea, Catholic priests that existed. They were under their control. They were under the control of Simon the sorcerer. They were under the control of the maid with the spirit of divination. So they were under these spells. And when the truth came, the truth began to germinate, grow, and would crack some of the things that they held dear. Now, if you've never been before a magistrate, 
it's a jarring experience. I've had to go before them at least three or four times. Certain individuals being angry at me have caused me to appear before magistrates. And these people, regardless of what is right and what is true, make determinations concerning you and you have not much say. But you have to say, Lord, thy will be done. They tell you what to do, when to do, how to do, and things like that. They rent off the clothes of the apostles and commanded that they be beaten. And when they had laid many strikes upon them, they cast them into prison. Thank God, by the grace of God, I have not had that experience thus far. Charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Arrested them, bound them with chains, put stocks on their feet, and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed. You can pray, you can worship in spirit and in truth wherever you are. You might be in a Philippian prison. You might be in a Bronx prison, a Brooklyn prison. You might be incarcerated on Rikers Island. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. You can worship God in spirit and in truth wherever you are. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. God will release you in his time and at his season, beloved. We have to begin to recognize and know the seasons of our visitation. We have to begin to understand that there are times when God working a work will cause changes, will lay out prohibitions, will prevent you from even speaking or teaching. The apostles could not go into Asia because God had forbidden them. But here they were bound in a prison and the Lord sent an earthquake. A phenomenon, something to rip open the prison. Man, no man can incarcerate you, bind you, bound you, that you are so locked up beyond God's control. Paul and Silas were under restrictions, bound in stocks, and the Lord shook the prison. The doors were open, everyone's bands were loose, and the keeper of the prisoner waking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. As many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord are the sons of God. Peter was guided out of the prison into the street, but Paul, the earthquake came, shook the prison, but no angel let him out, so they remained. Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm. Don't hurt yourself. We are all here. Then he called for a light. He called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Many of us, God want to bring salvation to our homes. Let me repeat that one more time. Many of us who have left our loved ones at home and claim that we go on to church, God want to bring salvations to our homes. So he has to close many of those buildings, cause you to go back home, that you might have that conversation with your spouse, your husband, your wife, your next of kin, that you might tell them about. Many of you have never told your relatives, that you were a Christian. You just dress up and went, oh, I'm going to church. You all been against see you. Not so. 
Do thyself no harm, for we are holy. He called for a light, and sprang, and trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? God had a man who was in Philippi, in Philippi a jailer, that he desired to be saved. And he sent Paul and Silas to the prison to sing and pray and preach that he might demonstrate his power that this individual could be saved. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And thy house. Many of us need our houses to be saved. I mean the individuals, the occupants. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them. So now they were delivered from the jail. They were in the jailer's house. He set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. This day is salvation come to thine house. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the surgeons, saying, let those men go. They had no choice. The prison was torn up. They, those men were now free. They had an earthquake. They had some other things to deal with. Let those men go. We have bigger problems. And the keeper of the prison told this, saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. There are times when magistrates will make decisions that are expedient. Decisions of the moment. And later they'll realize, Hey, we don't have as much control as we think we do. Let them go. The keeper conveyed the message. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly. They have beaten us openly uncondemned. Many of you have spoken about things that you don't know about, you heard about, and then you went off and you spoke about it being ignorant. They have beaten us openly uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison, and now do they thus thrust us out privily? No, nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. So the magistrates did not know that Paul and Silas and the rest of them were Romans. Sometimes people don't know that you're a Christian. Sometimes people don't accept that you are a child of God. You are a son of God. But then circumstances change. And they now realize. After all the things that they have done to you. They now realize and they want to make amends. Let them go. Now, do they trust us out privily? No, not so. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the surgeons told these words unto the magistrate, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. There are many that are in fear for some of the things that they have done. They try to make amends, but sometimes when the cement is so hard, there's nothing you can do. The cement is hardened. When they heard that they were Romans, they feared, and they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. They said, oh my gosh, I can't believe what is happening. Look what we brought upon ourselves. Could you all just please leave? Please leave. We made a mistake. And they went out of the prison. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. You don't seek vengeance on any individual, but with tenderheartedness, you forgive him. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Our God 
is an awesome God. Our God is a prayer answering God. And it behoves us today, brethren, to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, not to lean to our own understanding, but wait up on the Lord. God bless you today. We're going to leave you with our altar call in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. There are times God will forbid you from preaching in various places. And there are others where he will cause you to go into places to preach that will even cause you pain. But whatever the situation is, remember that you are ministers of reconciliation. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Amen, 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 beloveds. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.